Good evening and welcome to the Gaming Ken podcast. As always, I'm Jack and I've just made that clip something rotten. Uh, <laughs> and once again with me is, as always, my co-host Mark. As always, not been here well. Bravo. Hi. Praise the sun that he's back because I'm so missing him. Geek. So I've got one question, obviously, to ask you before we start anything, Mark. How did mm. you feel your exams went? <laughs> Badly. I'm sure you've done better than you think. I hate when people say that. God damn it. Well, considering back in the day, everyone said, I'm the optimist, you're the pessimist. And I would re- I would then correct them and go, no, I shoot for the moon and Mark reminds me just to, you know, make my way to the moon. He's a realist, not a pessimist. Yeah, and acceptance myself, then I'm, uh, I don't give a shitist. <laughs> uh, so let's, let's start with... Um, our topic. Um, okay, go ahead. So we're going to talk about uh, the pros and cons of remasters and what we think is going to be in line with that in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously this topic comes around with having the Crash Ensign trilogy come out recently when they brought out, the, was it Infinite Warfare for Call of Duty? They also brought out a remaster of Modern Warfare, I think oh, it yeah. was. Uh, and we've got the Spyro Reignited trilogy coming out soon as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Square have also like remastered a lot of their games from the original SNES and NES carts to um, 3DS, which are also available on like Steam now as well. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think it there, there are pros and cons to this, and yeah, you know, I was hoping we could share our views and on it uh, well it really depends like if you're gonna like basically try and reinvent the wheel of a game then obviously a reboot remaster whatever you do is not the way to go because essentially what you're doing is just saying which generation liked it let's make another generation like it which has its you know, pros and cons like back in our generation like Spyro and Crash they were like the big bastards you like won the lore and yeah. the other person was scum personally Spyro I I I preferred Gex the Gecko to be fair the the time of mascot gaming that literally explains Jack's entire existence. Um, whereas nowadays you've got like games to like upload as well, so they don't hold the same cultural place they will now. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of us, I, I say we're older gamers, but we're we're not. We're you know we're still we're just in our twenties, but you know well, we're older than the current generation of gamers, and a lot of them have never played. Like such classics as FF Seven, FF Four, uh, the original Dragon Quest games. Um, a lot of them have probably never even played the original Tomb Raider games made by Idos and Core Designs. You know, bro, all those games you just said I've probably never played. 
When you go for like old games, you go for old ass games, man. Like the original Mario games as well. Like a lot of the younger gamers probably haven't played them because either they're not available on the consoles that they've got, or they'll go, "Oh, the graphics aren't that good on that. I don't want to play that." Because I've found like talking with some of the the younger folk that I deal with at the youth club I help out with that graphics seems to be more important in story in games these days. I'm very much a story over graphics kind of guy. I'll still go back and play the original NES version of FF1, you know what I mean? Yeah, see, I can't do that. For me, it is all mainly about the story, which means once I've read the story or you know, played the story, I'm not inclined to go back to it unless I've forgotten a good chunk of the story. Yeah. Like, I'm like, go that with books. If I like a book, I'll give me a year or two, I'll go back and read it quite happily. Game-wise, mm, varies. But the on on the flip side is with you know with us getting more remasters and remakes mm. you know we've had Shadow of the Colossus recently that's came back to good some good fanfare and uh, that has been that has been a big hit and I've I've seen it and it looks fantastic mm-hmm. it looks amazing the controls the mechanics are still the same it is just the game with a fresh coat fresh coat of paint which if you do that it's fine yeah but some women try to take you up a another level and you're like did it need it no why'd you do it um so you know that is bringing classic great games to the newer generation um but on the flip side the, the downside of it is with these games being remaked remade and remastered we're getting less new ips it's also a problem with the fact that we're getting more sequels as well you know because you've got <laughs> fallout which is up to fallout 4 you've got uh, elder scrolls which is at 5 for sorry, Skyrim, sorry are you bitching plus... about a sequel continuity considering what's your, sorry, what's your favourite game series? Final Fantasy. What's what's the latest one? Fifteen. And is that like is it in fifteen as soon as fifteen games? No, there's over a hundred and thirty uh, Final Fantasy games. Okay. Yep. Good for you. <laughs> but no 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 what I'm saying is like with every new Final Fantasy, it's a new game, it's just continuing on a sequence of numbers. But every game changes mechanics, it changes, you know, a lot of things. Well, up you know, until lately. When, when it was, like, turn-based, for, it was basically the same kind of idea. But, as soon as I had to, like, what... Well, what was it that changed everything? Was it 11. Was 11 that changed everything? 11, the very first MMO. Oh, no, I mean, like, oh, I, I meant, um... I got the turn-based. Uh, 11. Well, no, it doesn't really count, does it? I'd never... Well, been. 12 continued on... Well, I go the 12, same but... kind of style of gaming, but uh, was yeah, but most people wouldn't go on like for the MMO thing though. For um, me, like I jumped from basically ten to to twelve because I was yeah. knowing how I'm going for an MMO. But I mean, they you know they innovate. Every you know, Square Enix are known for innovation of the genre through the Final Fantasy series. Uh, but what I'm thinking is like fresh new IPs where everything is different. Yeah, but uh, like, um, but sorry, have you ever had a wee scroll through, for instance, the PlayStation Store down to the bottom low ranks, and you get some random ass games? Like, yeah, yeah you want some. Once I see one Chanbara, that's when I stop looking. It's just I know everything's just going to get more and more mental once it seems you see like one Chanbara. Things are one of three categories nowadays. You are a continuation in a series, like you said. Yep. They are a remastering of a series, or it's a new, like indie type game, and you're yeah. like, 
Like, for instance, there's one, like, was it bread? I am bread. I am bread. You play as a piece of fucking bread. You, you make the epic journey to the toaster. You, did, you, did you play it or did you just no, research I've, it? No, I've seen, I've seen people play it. You worried me um, for a second. <laughs> I was like, damn! Because I was thinking about downloading it. Because oh. I played one of the other games by Bosses Studios, which is Surgeon Simulator and is so much fun. Okay, some games like Surgeon Simulator do, like, do look fun because they're meant to be silly. But I'm bred. Come on now. I think it's. I think it seems like an absolute hilarious thing to play. Um, I mean, because I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I play Goat Simulator, and I found that an absolute laugh. It's really Goat Simulator. Goat Simulator. You're really kind of guy who's gonna get Tractor Simulator as well, aren't you? I've got Farming Simulator 2015 up uh, up there. Just for record, he does. Oh my god, right. It's sitting right underneath Final Fantasy XII Zodiac Age. you're the type of people who are running games. There's nothing wrong with you games. Go, you, you, buy into games. you buy into the Final Fantasy things, which means there's always going to be new sequels. You buy into these random as hell gaming ideas, and then you bitch about them. And now you bitch about remasters as well. No, you're the worst kind of gamer, man. Make up your mind. I'm not bitching about them. I, I see the pros and I see the cons. You know... <laughs> I, I I like seeing new IPs coming out. I'm excited for E3 to see what uh, Bethesda are doing with Starfield. I'm looking Starfield? forward. Yeah, it's their new IP. Um, it's uh, another open world RPG. Uh, this time it's set in space. Ooh, interesting. Uh, I'm excited for Cyberpunk 2077 by that CD Projekt Red. That does look I'll give you that. You know, that, that is like futuristic Witcher. As long know. as, it, yeah, that's what I do. I think we're building on, obviously, yeah. the fanfare of Witcher. You know, so... I'm excited for all these new IPs. I'm excited to see remasters come out because, you know, it it brings games that I loved when I was younger or games that I may be too young to remember into current focus. And, you know, it, I, I love sequels as well because like, I'm really excited for Kingdom Hearts 3 because it's continuing on the story of Kingdom Hearts and it's an amazing story. Mm. But at the same time, I see that there's... Re- there's things wrong with having sequels and remasters. I there's sometimes things wrong with things wrong with having a new IP. Mm. You know, sometimes it's it's all about the timing for them. Yeah, rather than that. whether it's happening or not. You know, like I think the timing for bringing out Crash and Spiral. Well, the time for bringing out Spiral is now because mm-hmm. they've just brought out Crash. Yeah, it makes it finally go rivalry begin I again. Still, I still felt that Crash, the, the remasters, is a bit too early. It's about five years too early for that, you know? Well, apparently that's it's, just my view. Apparently it's hitting out of the park. It is, especially now that it's also, also out on Switch, Xbox and PC, because it was a PlayStation exclusive originally, you know? It was a timed exclusive. Mm. Um, so now that it's available on the other platforms, it definitely is. Don't get me wrong, I... said. Now that it's out, I do realise that I my thinking was wrong, but when it came out, I thought, you know, we're about five five years too early for this. Mm. You know? As a side note, though, have you seen um, the graph re- um, representation of original Spyro in the current one? Yeah. He's it's... short and thick, man. <laughs> I know. But see, what they've, <clears throat> what they've said is it is a like-for-like representation of the game then, as it would, would look now. The mechanics are all the same. Mm. It, all they've done is spruce up the graphics. They're using the same voice lines, the same oh, soundtrack. The same, 
Yeah. Oh, so it's completely just a remaster. Uh, yeah, it is straight up just graphical enhancements. Huh. Um, Some of those it, bosses look weird now. Damn. But yeah, uh, I'm really excited to see how that goes. Um, with uh, Shadow of the Colossus just coming out uh, recently, I exp- the the team that made it have said they're not going to remaster any more games for a while. They're actually going to be working on a couple of fresh new IPs as well. Mm-hmm. So, giving like taking the time out to do a remaster or a remake also gives the time the the team time to think about what they could be doing for the new IP mm-hmm. or if they are going to do a sequel to a, an older game now that they've remastered it if they're like they could do Shadow of the Colossus 2 now if they wanted to you know I've never played it but um, that did end on a cliffhanger didn't it yeah yeah so yeah, I could so you know it would be the right time now it, it opens like up the options for that mm-hmm. as well so you know, that is a pro. You know, they can continue on that story now that they've remastered it. They can then do a sequel if they wanted to. I think what you could find, though, is, like... Obviously, as time goes on, you get all these other characters ramping into, like, our game series. For instance, you get, um... Oh, my head It was Geralt. He's now in... Soul Calibur. Yeah. So, like, people like, pass over all these different things. So, maybe um you might get, like, Crash and Spiral jumping on into our series. Yeah. But, it's possible. Like, what if I do, though? Um, now that you said some games are coming back too soon, I think something like I think it's time now some games went away, i.e. like Sonic and Mario. Actually... I, I think they've been around too long, man. They're getting there everywhere on everything. I'm so bored of it all. I don't, I don't know. I, I agree and disagree. Like, it's that way... I love the original Mario games. I I love Mario Kart, Sonic, Mario at the Olympics. Um, I'm playing Sonic Mania and I'm absolutely loving it because it takes you back to what Sonic was before they tried before, to make him better before 3D. Yeah, and I think if you can like, because Sonic Mania Plus is coming out this this year. That's the expansion with new levels, new characters, and it's. It brings back that feeling of nostalgia from playing, you know, the original Sonic games. Mm. I think at times, if you oversaturate it like has been done with Mario, it can be difficult to really... Care. Care, yeah. But at the same time, the games that are coming out, the Mario games that are coming out, they're they're innovative, they're, they're fun, but it just kind of feels like the character Mario has been overdone. Rather than the games, if they replaced them with like Luigi for a while, no, I think I think it's better to get like right into like Toad or something or Yoshi. Well, Toad Shouldn't has um, Treasure Tracker. No, that's not Toad. Hmm? That's not Toad. What was it, Captain Toad? Captain Toad is Toad. No, it's not. It's different characters, man. <laughs> dare you? He worked hard for his rank. But I mean, because you've got Smash Bros coming out this year. Mm. And while that is primarily a Mario game, it is a crossover between all of Nintendo. Because you do get Kid Icarus and uh, Pet, Ike, Marth, uh, Wario, uh, Waluigi, Link, Zelda. You ever felt the fact that Avengers basically looked at that and said, we're going to do a movie version of that? It's essentially what they did. Yeah. 
but no, uh, it's it's one of those things. You we look at the, those older games with nostalgia. We look at the characters with nostalgia, and they're not the same as they were back when we first played them on the likes of the NES and the SNES. And but for younger players, you know, the likes of my brother and sister, mm-hmm. who are not even teenagers yet, teeny tiny, they they see that those games and it's all new to them. And I like that Nintendo and Sega are still capitalizing on newer players not knowing these characters to try and keep them fresh for younger generations. Yeah, but then you get existing players who are like, oh my god, I have to get interested in them again. But Think back in the day, right? A 40-year-old plumber sounded like a great character to play as. Nowadays, you're like, oh, come on to hell. <laughs> I, it's Mario going through his midlife crisis, man. On the note of Mario, though, since we're talking about remakes and remasters, since since the original topic was remakes and remasters, yeah. One thing I would like to see though is uh, Super Mario RPG: Legend of the Seven Stars. That doesn't messed up. That I would love to see a remake of that, like a you know a same game, new new coat of paint kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which could easily be done because Square Enix are now making games again for Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Particularly with the DS and the Switch, they've got Octopath Traveler coming out in July, and they've been remaking a lot of the older games that were on the NES and SNES for the 3DS. Yeah. So I'm hoping they could maybe make Legend of the Seven Stars do, you know, a fresh coat of paint on that. That would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just one of those things, though. Uh, Does I just messing around with the computer? Yeah, uh, it is just you know, it's all about timing. Uh, whether you're bringing out a remake, remaster, or a sequel, or a new IP. See, that's my point. Though, like, obviously, Crash and Spark coming back, and God willing, they could be like a big cultural thing for people. Yeah. What? Whereas for Sonic and Mario, they're now kind of jokes. Sonic's been screwed with so much. Yeah, like. Up until Nintendo stepped in, Sonic was a damaged brand after Sonic 2016. Yeah. Not 2016, 2006. Because that game was launched and it was broken, buggy, and unpatchable. Mm. But then, you know, Nintendo stepped in with the likes of uh, letting Sega do Sonic games for the Wii U. Not the Wii U, the Wii. Uh, The likes of Sonic Colors and things like that. And Faith started to go back into Sega regarding Sonic and then even more so when Sonic was introduced into the Smash Bros. series and into uh, and they done the Sonic and Mario at the Olympics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, there was a bit more faith in in the brand again and then they brought out Sonic Mania and then it just went through the roof all the nostalgia and, you know, Sonic is back where he should be compared to how he's been since the Dreamcast, pretty much, you know? Yeah, I guess, I guess. I mean, we were meant to get a Fantastic Sonic game on a Dreamcast, and then we never did. We were meant to also, while we're on the topic of Dreamcast, we are also meant to get Streets of Rage 4, and we never got that either. Instead, we got Fighting Force, which was meant to originally be... um, Hell's Fighting Force? It's what was meant to be Streets of Rage 4. Fighting Force? Jesus. Um, but 
what then happened was the guy who owned Sega at the time, the chairman, had never heard of Streets of Rage and cancelled it. So then they remade, they pitched the same game again under a different name and it got the okay. That's so sad. Like, not even that, the fact that it has a four at the end of it. Kind of signals a big thing. Signals that it's, you know, it's continuing on a series that he'd never heard of despite owning the company. And it was, with the exception of Sonic, probably their biggest franchise. That's embarrassing. It really is. It's it's bad. But yeah, um so once again, it's all about timing. Mm-hmm. We're getting taking the time to make uh, remakes and remasters does take away time for new IPs and sequels, but it also gives them the teams the chance to come up for ideas for remakes and uh for uh, new IPs and sequels. And it does bring, you know, uh, classic games to the younger generation which they might not play otherwise because I know that if I was just getting into games now I wouldn't want to play FF7 one of the greatest games ever because it's old man because it's old because the graphics aren't as good or it's on a console that I might not even have you know so I do like that they, they are doing like we are getting remakes and remasters to bring these games and it also fills us with a wee bit of nostalgia when we hear that these games are coming out we go oh I remember playing that for the first time I'm kind of excited because that's what I was like when I saw Crash coming out it's like oh I remember my first time playing Crash and then we got the insane trilogy and I was like this is a lot harder than I remember and I rage quit so hard I cried <laughs> I didn't actually cry yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh you try and save your mind I wanted to cry yeah you you say so yeah sure if I had really cried, I wouldn't even bother trying to pick it up back, pick it back up again. But I did, and I still sucked at it. Because my my excuse is it's harder because it, it it's less janky than it used to be. It's more fluid. It's true. Yeah, blame the game. Blame the game. Always, blame the tools. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that in a few years. <laughs> anyway. So we got in some news. Uh huh. Go ahead. So uh, we'll start with uh, a couple of Nintendo Nintendo stuff. Um. So hold on to that. Swing my screen round so I can see what I've got. And it breaks the laptop. Yeah, probably. So um, Nintendo's next mobile game is going to be an original RPG. Like lately, it's been things like Mario Run or Mario Go. I think it was called. I can't remember, but. Wow, I think I just made a point about him being everywhere. But it was kind of like Temple Run kind of game. (laughs) Sorry, so you have to play as a 40-year-old plumber (laughs) running around with he's still chunky? Come on now, Luigi maybe. But it was was like running a straight line and then going to the next lane to collect coins and dodge obstacles and jump and duck and and all that kind of thing. Okay, uh, coming uh, from a small-ish fat dude... Nah, you can't have Mario run. That's a joke. No, Luigi no, run makes sense. No, no, it was Mario. Uh, it That's was what I'm saying. Of, it should have been. It was along the lines of Sonic Dash. That at least makes sense. What's your one job, Sonic? I run. Well, like they had the Mario game that was kind of like that. Um, but this is a whole new game. You know, um, it's not based on any lore or any universities in the Nintendo catalog at the moment. It's made by Kai, Kai Games, and it's called Dragalia Lost. So that's Kai Games? Kai Games. 
Sai Games, Kai Games. Yeah, I thought it was Sai Games. CY Games. Games. <laughs> Kai Games. So oh. it's it's out this summer in Japan, Taiwan, Hong Kong, Macau. It looks to be more story focused than any of their older titles on the mobile platforms. However, we don't know if it's like energy based or what for actions, which will make it rubbish. We or don't. It's a full on game game. I'm kind of hoping it'll be a full on game game. To be fair, because it looks because it is an RPG. So, so doesn't that's not how mobile games generally work. As now. long as long as it doesn't turn out to be like Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition, I'm okay. Pocket Edition. Oh that's... yes, I, I will show you. A, I will show you gameplay for the Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition when we finish this. Shocking. It is, by the way. Uh, I'm not happy with it at all. Wait, how long does um, it take to complete Final Fantasy? Like 15. Is oh, it like 40, 60 something yeah. hours? Oh, it's a standard Final Fantasy game is about a 40, 50 hour RPG. Who's going to sit down on a phone? Your phone will die. Oh, oh, just you wait till I show you it. Anyway, the website and the trailer are only in Japanese at the moment, mm. but it is coming to the West at some point. Um, but it seems to be, you know, warriors, magical creatures, going after dragons, crystals, and other magical creatures. You know, your kind of standard RPG stuff. Kind of what you'd expect, generally. Yeah. Um, Sai Games, Kai Games, <laughs> CY Games, however you want to pronounce it. They also worked on Grand Blue, F- Grand Blue Fantasy with Square Enix. You heard of that? I have. I actually had it on my PC for a while. Fair enough. Uh the problem is I couldn't actually play it because I couldn't get the English patch to work. Because <laughs> I can't read Japanese. Uh, Can you not do it yet? Come on, Jack. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I'm going to work later, but I have no idea what everyone's saying. <laughs> but um, they do... Sai Games, Kai Games, CY Games, they do really good Japanese mobile RPGs. Not a jacket, no. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I've heard nothing but good things about them. I give you that. Um, so yeah, it's it looks to be good. Hopefully, when it comes out, we will get a chance to play it. If we can, we'll try and get someone on the team to stream a wee bit of it. Let you guys see it. So Jack, probably me. Yeah, uh, I'll probably need to get a better phone because I can barely even run. Final Fantasy All the Bravest on my phone and that is just to kind of sit and swipe your finger on the screen until the enemy's dead game uh, or you just like, play a proper mobile game you know it's only meant can... to be a little distraction not a proper like 8 hour sitting playing a game on your phone kind of thing I know um, but pre-registration for the game has opened for iOS and Android um, over in the Asian market just now uh, we can expect a launch later in the year <laughs> um, however, Nintendo are also working on a Mario Kart mobile game, Mario Kart Tour, which is set to release at the end of this fiscal year, so around about March next year. Yes, Mario Kart. I like Mario Kart. I think Mario Kart on a iOS would be good, or on Android. Wow, it's like you can literally drive along with us and be everywhere. Um, also, uh, you got someone called Haggis? Yes, I've got someone called Haggis on Steam. Um, <laughs> I have to tell you someone you're Scottish. I'd be called the Haggis. 
He's not Scottish, is he? He's six foot two and ginger. Oh, thank God. Fair I enough. went to high school with him. Okay, uh, sorry, sir. <laughs> um, Don't hurt me. At least, if, if it is who I think it is, he's six foot two and ginger. Uh, um, but now Nintendo seem to have about a 5% market studio stock. Um, their games are proving to be a bit more popular on mobile markets just now <laughs> than some other games. So there, I have heard rumours that Nintendo might bring out a phone next that's really? compatible with uh, a kind of virtual console. Wait, a gaming phone? Yeah. Just make another console, you bunch of weirdos. I, I actually would like, you... a, I would like a Nintendo phone. What I'm network are you with? Nintendo. No, what network are you with? You would be Vodafone, B, B, no, not BT, because they don't do it. <laughs> BT Mobile doesn't exist anymore. That That's now O2. Which does still exist, uh, you know. You're with one of those. You're you're not with Nintendo. They're not a service. That's to be a phone maker like Apple or Samsung, or Nokia or Microsoft or Sony. Jesus. Or Sony. Literally, not one gaming company. But I go on then. Well, I can make. If Nintendo did start making phones, your three leading console makers would also be making phones. Mm-hmm. Microsoft. With the Windows phones. Yeah. Which used to be made by Nokia, but they're now made by Microsoft. Hate Windows phones. Hate them. Using a Windows laptop, when I used to work for the Church of Scotland, I found it really handy having a Windows phone, because it connected really easily. Aside from that, it's rubbish. Yeah. You got, like, no apps for it. Yeah. I didn't get Snapchat. I didn't get uh, Instagram. Facebook barely worked. And then consider the games using, like, I damn. got. I had one game that was worthwhile. And that's only because it was made by Nokia, and that was Snake. Oh my god. That was it. All the rest of the games were pretty lame. Yeah. Um, But no, Sony, you know, they make phones, the Xperia phones, they used to do the Walkman phones. Woodward. They also make the PlayStation. And then then you've got Nintendo. If they made phones, they'd also be like... It's really no one would bat an eye when you think about it. It would be amazing. Okay, apparently Jack would bat an eye. I would totally buy a Nintendo phone. Jesus. Why not? (laughs) I think it would be really cool. So, next up on the Nintendo news section of the news, we've got word that we're probably not getting a virtual console on the Switch. Uh, The... Virtual console is an amazing, amazing thing um, that was started when they brought out the Wii, continued on to the Wii U and on the 3DS. You could buy older games from the previous generation consoles uh, and play them on current gen consoles at the time. Huh, cool. Um, For example, I have the original uh, Mario Oh my god, he is everywhere. On, on the Wii U. Um, I used to play uh, Pokemon Red on my X's 3DS. And I bought that on the Virtual Console. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool, but it looks like we're not getting that for the Switch. And it's kind of gotten... It doesn't make sense. Because, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. They didn't, they've not said no. They've Bro. said highly, but from the way it's looking, it's been out. I mean, the Switch has been out about a year now. 
There's been a lot. Yeah. Jesus. And it looks like it. If they were, if they were definitely going to be bringing it out, they'd have done it by now, surely. Probably, yeah. I'll give you that. So we're not sure, but it's not looking, not looking like it. Um, but you could, but with the cons, with the virtual console, if as long as you use the same account details, you could transfer the games on the virtual console across the gate, across the consoles. Mm. As long as it was compatible with that console, obviously you Aye. couldn't you couldn't take up your massive game and then play it on the 3ds. <laughs> if, if it was one that you played on like the Wii U, yeah, I mean, like Star Fox maybe. Oof, it was a pretty big game, you know. Mm. You couldn't do that, but as long as it was compatible, size wise, you know, compatible with the memory storage, you could do it. Um, but um, developers who would who would have put games out on the virtual console, the likes of Sega and uh, Square Enix, they are remaking games specifically for the Switch. Well, I say they're remaking them, they're putting them up on the the, the, the online store. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there is that. Uh, for uh, older Nintendo games, you know, you've got the the SNES Mini and the NES Mini consoles or uh, you could get uh, the I I think they're putting older games on as part of their online subscription service so we'll see what happens with with that at least anything to add to that Mark? No I just think it's a really bad idea getting rid of whole actual service man like obviously it's a big red pleaser so it's literally just sounds like a yeah. cash grab which once people figure out it ain't good man next up is a classic arcade shooter um, called but we actually had an argument about how to pronounce this earlier kind of so Ikaruga Ikaruga or was it any other version Ikaruga Ikaruga. Ikaruga. How the fuck did you get Ikaruga? Well, I can also make an E sound. Go on then. Ikaruga. <laughs> fuck off. I mean, I know exactly you asshole. I just, I'll say it differently. Well, I, like, I, the Warriors games, right? Uh-huh. You've got Warriors Orochi. That ends in an I, but it sounds like an E. Oh, oh, that's a weak. That's a weak example. I'll give you a little because you're right, but it's a weak example. Um, and it's quite a beloved arcade shoot 'em up, and it's coming to the Switch later this month. Um, it's coming in the 29th of May for. You know what? I forgot to even put it through the converter for UK price, so it's going to be about fifteen dollars. That's uh, about what thirteen quid. But twelve, thirteen quid, I. Like nowadays, it's not even that much difference, man. Um, so it was first released by Sega in two thousand one on the Dreamcast. Yes, because Dreamcast, yeah, Dreamcast was out by that time. So yeah, uh, that's going to be cool. It can be played in vertical mode on the Switch, the way it was meant to be played. Um. So yeah, yeah, it's going to be really cool. <laughs> Um, Are you gonna play Jack? Uh, 
But if I get a Switch, then yeah. I don't have a Switch. Yeah, but would you actually play it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, here's how here's how much I want a Switch, right? I'm I'm going to I'm debating. Right? Oh, here we go. The debate. Pre-ordering uh, Octopath Traveler for the Switch. Oh, of course, I've got your love about this game. And I was going to get the collector's edition. Oh, uh, okay. You like the collector's edition? Does look beautiful. And I was going to keep everything except from the cartridge. And I was going to give that to my sister's boyfriend who has a Switch mm-hmm. until I buy a Switch. <laughs> that was my plan. Hold on, wait. You'd give everything to him, borrow no, the card? No, I would keep everything uh, except okay. the card. I would give him the game. Yeah, I flipped it. I would keep all the. I thought you were going to have like a really stuff. evil idea. Like, I'll give him it as a present, but I won't give him the game. Because if you. No, no. Enough. I'll keep everything except the game until I get a Switch, then I'll get the game back off of him. I like it'll work. It's it my work. game now. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll, what I'll probably end up doing is then just buying a new copy of the game. If after that, oh lord, right, you're one of those guys. Why not? Um. So that is the end of Nintendo-related news, and now we're on to some. Get you know, already, uh, just up. all of everything else in the gaming world. We're going to start off with some PUBG news. And that is that PUBG Corp have confirmed the arrest of 15 hackers in China. Well, that's that's a, that's a bad showing. It's mental, isn't it? For the gaming capital of the world. Uh, I mean, especially China trying to be, you know, more influential within the esports scene and PUBG trying to become an eSport, it it, it kind of seems to put China on the back foot for that with the amount of cheating in PUBG at the moment. Like, so China right now, to e-games, is what, like, Russia was to Olympics, effectively. Yeah. With, like, doping and shit. Let's go, wait, 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 it's not allowed? Oh, oh sorry. Um, so, uh, the police have arrested 15 people in China um, who pub- the PUBG core have tracked tracked back using uh you know their software um strip well how embarrassing is that going to jail you know, like prisoners rapists murderers and that shit and like so what are you in for hacking a game and they're like right all right lad so um pubg have formally announced 15 arrests made by Chinese authorities, so there's probably more arrests being made uh, since the article came out mm-hmm. and as we speak. So uh, the charges include um, developing and selling hacking slash cheating programs that affect PUBG, and fines are said to be in excess of about five million dollars. Total. Uh, yeah, no, not not per person. I, I don't think per person. If it's I per think, person, that's horrifying. Um, so yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a game. It's insane to think. I know. Fucking um, hell. So like this, this is something that's been going on for a while because a lot of players uh, were crying out for Chinese players to be locked into Chinese servers, which were then blocked off from the rest of the world because of the amount of cheating that goes on, and by Chinese PUBG players um, in general because most of the cheaters in PUBG are Chinese. So, 
Um, PUBG have said that they've upgraded their security measures, improved their anti-cheat solutions, and added new anti-cheat software on top of that. Um, so they're they are they are working on it at least. You know, it's but they're still Fortnite is is on top of that. All everything cheating, they're they're right like that, man. I just know it's a good point in fucking cheating in a game. Either you get good or you don't play. And in a single player game, I, I've got nothing against it. You know, like well, a bit of a code here and there. Like I, I remember the like days of playing like uh, GTA Three and San Andreas oh, yeah. and Vice City, and you put on God mode, all weapons. Oh yeah, destruction and. Uh, what was oh, it? You uh, get the tank. Oh, when you get that tank. No, pedestrians. There was one cheat also where pedestrians just went absolutely freaking mental huh. and attacked anyone and everything, right? And if you put on god mode and had all weapons, you could just, just go around it. It would be like playing a battle royale game, only you would have infinite health and you just watch everybody else decimate each other. It was hilarious. That sounds awesome as all hell. It was so much fun. Whereas now, if you do it nowadays, you're in jail. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's with a single player game, I think it should be okay. But the minute you start cheating on multiplayer, mm. that is unacceptable. Yeah, just kind of fucking ruin it for everyone else. I mean, fuck's sake. Because, I mean, GTA has some cheaters on it. It's like, on PC, Xbox One, and PS4, it's not as noticeable. Mm hmm. But you know, they are they are there. Um, but it's when it's on like the PS3 and the Xbox 360, you had folk who would join your server, and they were hackers, and then they would make it rain money, which at the time you thought fantastic. I can buy that supercar I wanted, or I can pay for that heist that I couldn't afford to start. Mm-hmm. But then. Any money that you gained illegally made you a cheater and put you into a cheater's lobby. So what people would then start doing is, you know, if you were, if they were in your server, they would make it rain money on top of you, so you became a cheater without actually doing anything. Like, you wouldn't run towards the money. They would just be dropping all the money on top of you. That is insanely intelligent. It was, it was fucking annoying. Well, don't be under the money, like rain. No, no, they actually make it rain on top of you. So I'm, I'm sitting here in passive mode. I've, I've put my controller down. I've gone to the kitchen to grab a can of juice or make a sandwich or something. The next thing I know, I'm in a cheater's lobby because someone's came along and just went, "Let's make a million dollars fall on top of this guy," and you're like, "I became a cheater by going to the fucking kitchen." There's the joke there, but I'm not gonna make it. <laughs> Anyway, enough about cheating. Um, exciting thing for PC players. Uh, Steam Link is coming to mobile platforms. Steam Link is a great app for uh, connected televisions where you can play games that you have on Steam on them. Mm-hmm. And it is also, you know, uh, coming to Android and iOS. Um, so, uh, as long as they have a strong enough internet, you can play pretty much the, your full uh, library of Steam games. 
So you could play Elder Scrolls Online, Star Trek Online, Skyrim, Fallout, I Am Bread. <sighs> Since you mentioned it earlier. So I'd... I thought you said it wasn't Mario. Oh, Mario's not on Steam. That's what I said. Yet. Um, no, no. Give me peace, man. Uh, GTA, Final Fantasy, 15, uh, Windows Edition. Windows Edition. Well, that's that's what the Royal Edition's called on uh, the computer because it's the first launch of Final Fantasy 15 on a computer. Huh. We fact for you there. Um, but yeah, if you have it in your Steam library, you can play it on your mobile, uh, your mobile phone. And if you have a compatible controller, you can play it that way. So yeah, um, you will also get uh, the Steam Video app. Uh, as well as it will combine uh, both of those platforms together on Android and iOS. Hold on, wait. Steam is a video app. Yes. Was that like? Was that for? I'm so confused. It it has movies and stuff on it, and documentaries about video games and stuff. It's really cool. Who <sighs> what? No, no, and you don't. Uh, I was about to ask you to watch a documentary about video games. As long as it's video, video game related, generally, it's if it's a video about video games, be it a documentary or it's pixels on it. Maybe it counts. Uh, but you would also get things like uh, Final Fantasy Advent Children, Spirits Within, like movies based on video games as well. Ah, I get you. So documentaries, movies, TV shows. Uh, based on video games. I think you also get some mainstream... I don't really use Steam Video because I've got Amazon Prime. Netflix. I've, Netflix. Crunchyroll. I don't have Crunchyroll. I've get got, Crunchyroll. I've got Now TV, Amazon Prime. Now TV? Yeah. Mm. Amazon Prime and Netflix and the WWE Network. Oh my God. And I only actually... Actually, at the moment, I'm uh, just binge-watching House on Now TV. You seen all of it? I, but I... Consider I gave you all the DVDs at one point. So I say yes. Last season. Um, oh, man. But uh, before that, I was binge watching Star Trek Next Gen on Netflix. Was that was that meant to be a segue? Kind of, I. But okay. also, also pure fact. Okay, fair enough. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give but you. while we're talking about Next Gen, um, <laughs> Star Trek Bridge Crew <laughs> is getting a new DLC now. The the DLC does kind of annoy me a little bit. Okay, why? Because Star Trek Bridge Crew is based in the Kelvin timeline, which oh is Oh my god, you're that the much reboot, of a geep. Which is Geep. Geep, aye. <laughs> Apparently you're a geep. I'm a Trekkie. <laughs> the Scottish version. I'm Trekkie. a Trekkie. <laughs> but it's based in the Kelvin timeline, which is the original series reboot, basically, right? Right. With the movies, right? But the new DLC brings in the next generation, which isn't part of the Kelvin timeline. Which annoys me, because it's two different timelines. But Next Gen was my favourite series of Star Trek, so I'm super excited for it. (laughs) Because I can now play as Mr. Data. So be excited then, you weirdo. It's that way, because they don't fit together in canon, it annoys me. That's it. They don't fit together in the canon. That's why it annoys me. But I'm excited because I really like Next Gen. It's my favourite. Um, so it brings in the Borg, Romulans, 
Um, and Sung type androids like uh, Lieutenant Commander Data and his brother Lore. Data and Lore. Data and Lore. Huh. Um, so that's really cool. Um, you can now get the bridge for the Enterprise. Um, well, you could already play on the Enterprise, but it was like the NCC one seven zero one from you know that like that Kirk was in that Kirk was captain of. All right. But now it's the NCC 1701D, which was Picard's ship. Look at that face. I know. If we had cameras here, by the way, like you would stuff. see that, like the cringe okay, of someone I'm, who doesn't like Star Trek being told about Star Trek. It's like a mix of disgust, surprise, and kind of awe at the amount of random facts he can pull out of his head. It's kind of cool in a weird way. Um, it's like someone like chowing down and like twenty cheeseburgers one after the other. You're disgusted by it, we're like that, that's still pretty admirable. Go on. I, I, I could do twenty cheeseburgers. Wherefore that's just my default expression for you on my Um it's, it's mostly because like my, my, my new meds it's like appetite's like pure massive and I could just eat for days. If you're just gonna say that like, you don't like chew you swallow <laughs> Inhale them. Um <laughs> But no, yeah, I think it's really cool. Uh, they've rebalanced the game because, you know, the newer ships are obviously more powerful than the older ships. Yeah, and, generally that's how things work. And there's new weapons like the anti-proton beam and stuff like that. Um, what is an anti-proton beam? It's a beam that shoots anti-protons, obviously, instead of protons. So what's an anti-proton? The opposite of a proton? <laughs> Some Trekkie. God damn. I'm a Trekkie, not a scientist. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. Damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, not a doctor. Fuck it out. So, yeah, so the new Borg mission resistance, um, basically you have to travel through space, find a kind of... Did you miss a paragraph? It basically tells you you now get the NCC-1701D. That is pretty much it. It changes tactical to ops. Mm. Oh, sorry, engineering to ops. Um, And you get, you know, the Borg, next-gen uniforms, and you can make your characters look like Mr. Data. That's pretty is much it. Is that called Mr. Data? Mr. Data. Everyone just calls him Data. Yeah. Lieutenant Commander Data, Mr. Data, or Data. Mr. Data. People reference every when, time. When, when you talk to another officer on the bridge and you do not use their um, your their rank before their name, but mm-hmm. it's not urgent, mm-hmm. you do Mister. The only person you do not do that to, Captain, is the captain, because he's the captain. Yeah, and you also don't just call him Picard. Unless you don't actually work in the ship, then you're kind of like, you're just like whatever. But you know, you be when Picard talks to Riker, it would be either Riker, Mister Riker, or uh, Lieutenant Riker. No, Commander Riker. Um, although sometimes they may go well because it's well Riker. Um, but what? no, Mister LaForge. You know, Jordan gets called Mister LaForge. Data. Is that, it's called Mr. Dea. Is that the guy who flew the visor? Yeah. yeah. The blind guy. That's cool. 
I've, I've just like punched the microphone. Such as his glee at talking about Star Trek. So yeah, uh, it's going to be really cool. You fight the Borg. They will learn your tactics and become more aggressive, and it gets very mean very quickly. That's some shit. <laughs> oh god. So uh, anyone who. Uh, okay, you need to have that quote though. What? Uh, right from there to there. Players will need to travel through space and retrieve scattered anti-Borg prototypes to fight off a Borg cube that is happily assimilating and slaughtering everything in its path. <laughs> oh, but happily assimilating and slaughtering. Well, that's what the Borg do. <laughs> happily, with big smiles in their Resistance faces. Resistance is futile. You will be assimilated. <laughs> you will enjoy it. Or I will. I'm not sure. We are the Borg. That could be a song. We are the Borg! <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh... Once you've completed each prototype, well, once you've collected each prototype, it will give you a new tool for fighting the Borg. Uh, but don't fight the Borg too often because it will adapt to your tactics and become more powerful, more aggressive. Um, yeah, it sounds really fun. It actually uh, reminds me a bit of like the original Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy? Oh my god, I know you too much. Uh, original Mass Effect trilogy. With the Reapers? Yeah, you kind of yeah. take them on to it like, soon and. You're not ready, you get destroyed. Yep. Same kind of idea. So, uh, you'll get access to that content on the 22nd of May. Damn, that's soon. That is soon. When it is released on PS4 and PSVR. Mm-hmm. All, if you have it on uh, a different platform, so if you use the HTC Vive, the Oculus Rift, or Windows Mixed Reality, that is July 21st you'll be getting that. So, uh, yeah, it is. That's also one of the coolest things I've seen. Though. Windows mixed reality. That sounds insane. So we're we're coming near to the end. Um, this next one is kind of a bit misleading. Yeah, this, the title. Is, this doesn't make sense. So, pardon me, one sec. <laughs> drinking my <laughs> drinking my rock star too fast. Um, Square Enix will show off its lineup of incoming games during a dedicated E3 presentation this year. However, it will technically not be at E3 this because is stupid, it's going to be on the Monday the 11th, which is the day before E3 actually starts. It's kind of like Microsoft because they don't they have their E3 presentation in the middle of E3, but they don't have it in E3. Center, like they don't have it in the Los Angeles Coliseum where E3 is they have it down the road at the Microsoft Center um, because I mean it is their own space so they yeah. can do that um, but um, their their showcase as they're calling it won't be a traditional live press conference held on stage in a theater you know like not like normal. everyone else uh, instead, it will be else. more like a Nintendo Direct, you know, a live stream video that will have been produced in advance. It produced in advance. Um, so, yeah, the video will be available in English and Japanese, and it will begin at 10 a.m. Pacific time in the States, which is, a th- well, we're what? Seven hours ahead, so. Well, it depends where about. That's about five o'clock, I think. I think. Was that Liam or PM? Uh, 
well, 7 p.m. here. All right. No, 5 p.m. here even. Uh, 10 a.m. there. All right. Uh, we uh, live streamed you- Facebook, Mixer, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, it will always be archived on YouTube. So, yeah. SOB's Square Enix first proper E3 presentation in three years. <laughs> proper, yeah. Well, they, they were E3 last year, but it was just the kind of video loop. And like, every couple of hours, they had a different uh, focus. So they done uh, Stormblood for one of them, uh, FF7R for one, KH3, Kingdom Come Deliverance, and Agents Mayhem were the ones that bounce off the top of my head. Mm. So yeah. Um, so, but E E3 2015 was the last time they actually held a proper press briefing. Um they've given no hints about the lineup saying only we'll connect you with the many worlds within our universe. Um although we definitely expect to see Shadow of the Tomb Raider and Kingdom Hearts 3 because they are both due out this year. Yeah, really soon. But we we are hoping to hear about the Avengers project, the next so life is interested. the next life is strange game. Uh Dragon Quest 11 Echoes of an Elusive Age which is already out in Japan. But is coming out over here on the Switch in, ah, right. in the West. It's the Western release that they'll be talking about, mm-hmm. and there is a possibility of getting an update of FF7R. But where I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be holding my breath on that one. Yeah, no offense to you, but I'm more interested in like a little Avengers project. Yeah, uh, Avengers project is probably kind of the top of the list for me of the things we might get. I mean, KH3, we're definitely getting that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really excited to see what they have to show us. I mean, that's like the one area, like aside from maybe like cartoon um, releases, that uh, Marvel's kind of fallen behind with regards to DC. Yeah, but it's because they've not. There's not been many games coming out. Like most of the games have been your kind of mobile games or Lego. Or Lego. Jesus I like Lego. the Lego Marvel games. To be oh fair. come on! There's tons of them, man. There's t- like, there's, Legos hit off like hell. There's three Lego Marvel games. Go on then. Lego Marvel Avengers. Mm. Lego Marvel Superheroes. Mm. Lego Marvel Superheroes 2. There's still tons. Shut But then you've also got like all the Star Wars games and yeah. Indiana Jones and Harry Incredibles Potter. Incredibles as well. Incredibles. Incredibles isn't out yet. That comes out later this year. Is it? Oh, yes. Okay. Um, but you've got that. Yeah, but Lego doesn't count as a proper game. They're fun though. They're they're Ugh. just they're fun time wasters. Like I was playing um, uh, Lego Star Wars: Force Awakens with Harry last night, just like one in the morning, just because why the hell not? It's one of those games you you switch your brain off and just break Lego things. Really, yeah. It's, it's just the kind of fun game to play without having to think too much about it, and that's why I like it. Okay, back in track. What I was trying to get at was with the idea of like DC, they get some probably high end games, well, mainly, admittedly, the Batman games. Yeah. And there was talk of them doing a Superman game. Um, I think it's Rocksteady's doing a Superman game, which is going to be amazing. So, really, Avengers is the biggest topic to use if we go for like a proper game. Well, you've got the PlayStation exclusive coming out this year um, Spider Man. Oh, okay. Well, Spider-Man's like... Spider-Man, I'll give you, is the equivalent of Mario and Spyro. He's 
always there in some format. Some that, games hit out of the park. Some games like, why was this made? This game looks amazing. I'll give you that. It does look epic. And it's all I'm, hell. I'm super stoked for this. I'm hyped for this one. Um, Plus, what's interesting is, uh, un- it's unlikely, but they might bring out like kind of references to like Avengers and stuff, considering that Spider-Man's kind of well, shared the thing. His suit in Spider-Man PS4 mm-hmm. is the suit he wears in Infinity War. Well, one of the, even one of the lockables he gets. No, the, the, the suit that he wears in the game, like the main one, is his suit from Infinity War. Which part? Because he wears two. Uh, the Iron Spider one that he wears when they're fighting. I'm sure that was DLC, man. Oh, it's the one that they've shown you in the trailers. Nah, nah, I don't think it is, man. I'm sure it's like an unlockable one you can get. I don't think it's a proper one. So I would have thought we wouldn't have been like... Because obviously when you think about it, like... Well, Sony's got full rights to the game so they can do what they want. Yeah. So would you assume they'd use like a caution like that as a maybe a little additional thing for fans? Perhaps. But we know we're getting that. We know we're getting... Thing. But, I mean... Yeah, you... You you do also have Marvel vs. Capcom games as well. Ah, no, no, no. I'm so no. bad at that game. I hate them. Right, this topic is kind of a big one, this uh, this news item. Yeah, this but is going to get deep. I want to gloss over it, really, because... Man, we ain't going to get glossing over this, and this is too big a topic. It's, it's one of those topics I don't want to get in a big debate about. How can it be we debate we're on the same side? Yeah, no, but you know what I mean? I don't want to be set, stuck on this because it really annoys me, this one. It annoys me too much. Okay, I'm trying to limit our responses in because it does piss me off as well. No logic behind it. I don't see it. So, um, the National Rifle Association, as as many know, is the, you know, the gun lobbyists in the States. America's arsehole. And they have a long history of blaming video games for gun-related violence in American society, particularly mass shootings, right? Mm. And they have, they had their annual conference a couple of weeks ago, and one of their leading proponents has, you know, once again blamed games. Oh no, you need to sound off on him, man. And, yeah, I mean, he's saying video games are the problem, not the guns. Like, we would have less, like, you could have more violent video games and less gun crime if you had more control over who has the bloody guns. Okay, and just to highlight since Jack isn't, the guy in question is a former army ranger, one Dave Grossman. So just think of that. This is an army ranger saying the reason people are killing each other is because of video games. Actually, right, so I was going to come to that next. I was just... I was, I, was going, I was going to come to that next. I um, thought you jumped. No. My bad. See, this is why I let him lead. Um, but yeah, he's... He is a proponent of mass ownership of firearms. Mm. Oh, okay. He is an author of a book called Stop Teaching Our Kids to Kill. The irony is strong with this one. And he's also written, written, written other books on the psychology of killing. He is a head case. Um, like, he is. He's. He trains police officers to be less hesitant 
to use lethal force in the course of their work. So he's going, video games make people kill with guns, yet he's telling police officers, don't be afraid to kill with guns. I mean, what? I mean, come on. Surely, like, there's got to be a point where what you say to one group of people and then what you say about another group of people has to, at some point, diverge into two different arguments. Like, mm. surely if he's all about, you know, less shootings, he should be telling them, use your taser instead of your gun. At least. Surely. Or just literally go around if we've been by gunsmen. Yeah. I mean, it it, it boggles the mind. Um... He, he says that games are murder simulators that train kids to kill. I mean... I mean should, uh, it's this way, right? I, I was talking with a couple of folk about this earlier on today, and I kind of understand where he could be coming from. Like, normal people... I say normal people, that it sounds kind of derogatory but as I continue this on, but most people have, you know, the sense about them to know it's a video game and that is it. Mm-hmm. And sure, video games influence our personalities and influence some of our actions. I mean, like I said, when I was talking about a seller, I turned around and said, if I seen a ghost train, I would certainly turn around and try and suplex it. <laughs> um, if I seen a laughing clown, I would I would channel my inner Saban and roundhouse kick it as hard as I can because I'd think it's Kefka. In other words, Jack is really out of reality right now. Um, but I, I wouldn't... If I had a gun, I wouldn't go, I am now Black Ops. No. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't even I carry wouldn't, it. I'd, I'd have it in the safest place in the house and I wouldn't take it out. I mean, it's it mental. Uh, like, I mean, I mean, surely there, there are some people who are on like some kind of spectrum, be it autistic or whatever, Um where they are so far on the spectrum that everything seems real to them, you know? And it might influence them, but then the chances of them them getting their hands on a gun without any problems would then stop that from happening, Mm. surely. I mean, it's that way. It it makes no sense to me how we can make these links because, like, there's been studies showing that video game violence does not affect how people react in real life. You know? It's just worrying to think, like, an army ranger is saying this. I mean, what the hell? I mean, literally, this is literally a quote he's put, right? This stuff is worldwide. Folks, I want you to understand, this is not business as usual. Around the planet, children are committing crimes like no one's ever seen before in human history. It's not about the guns. The guns have always been there. It's the sick movies and the sick TV shows and especially the sick video games around the planet that are creating sick, sick kids. This is from a guy, an ex-Iron Ranger, who lives in a country in which you can get a gun on a bank account. It's easier to buy a gun in the States than it is to rent a car. I mean, where is the logic in that? The guns haven't always been there. They were more accessible than ever. And, I mean, since, like, there was a study and it showed that uh, there's been 33 mass shootings since video games came out, right? Mm. There's been 100 recorded in total. So there was, what, 70... 67 
before video games came out. You know? Sure, more people have been killed in mass shootings since, in those 33, but they, they've claimed, attributed four of them to video games. They originally attributed five, and one was debunked. How um, heavily attributed the video games on Because the people that committed the shootings were gamers. Columbine? Oh, uh, yeah, it was because the guys made a messed up version of uh, what, a good Doom port. They were, they were avid players of Doom and Quake. Yeah. Uh, have you ever, did you hear about the Virginia Tech? Oh, what rings a bell? It was a, a foreign student, a Chinese, I think. And apparently, right, mm-hmm. he was a massive CSGO fanatic. Right. And then his roommate turned around and went, I've never seen him play a video game in his life. Like, the whole time I've known him, I've never seen him play a video game. Mm-hmm. So, like, they originally went, CSGO, it's a violent game, that's what caused it. And then they found out that he hadn't actually ever played it. So the minute they even think a video game is involved, they jump on the bandwagon. Like, I'm not saying, you know, video games are innocent in anything, you know? Yeah. But video games probably did play a part. But uh, they're not the sole blame. Yeah, but I, don't, I still don't get how... Honestly, I don't, I don't see the correlation between... Like, for instance, myself, right? Uh, big over RPGs. So if I see a guy with like a play, if I play his character wielding like a seven foot sword, I'm not gonna think. Do you want know to feel like doing right now? Go grabbing a big ass sword and flailing at people. Oh no. But if you have, you know, like all these people have been reportedly had um, mental health issues, which could impair their judgment or impair their grip on reality when they play these games. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, video games are not to blame, but maybe the people who give them the video games or if they if they stay with their parents, you know, the parents letting them play these games, you know, the types of video games people play will affect the personality differently, obviously. Um, okay, but go down, right, I'll go down that route because that's an interesting route. Because you always get these parents, for instance, who buy, like, where 12, 13-year-old kids, like, um, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. That is messed up. Yeah. That's the same level of people who try to take their kids to, like, R-rated movies. Like, I remember someone um, posted on Facebook, like, we're shocked that when they take little Timmy, who's, like, 10, to Deadpool. Yeah, you've mentioned this before. Yeah, and you're like, it's R-rated. Yeah. And then you're shocked that the naked... No, actually, wasn't. No, there was some nakedness as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well implied. Um, they go over and swearing, and then you're shocked. I mean, like, people were given these ratings, not because, oh, well, yeah, they have to, but it's also for the benefit of a, the growing child. Yeah. What they shouldn't be seeing. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, it's one of those things. It's really hard to stick up for video games, but it's really hard to turn around and, like, defend them at the same time. It's, it's hard to blame them and it's hard to defend them because... It's not, like, the video games themselves mm-hmm. and the form they're in solely, that is not the cause of it. But other factors like um, mental health, addiction, 
um, you know, whether someone's been bullied or not, you know, other factors also take into take that into account. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're have either severe mental health issues or you're high as fuck playing these video games, right. you have less of a grip on reality um, when you're playing these video games. So you might think some of this is real, you know, which then would then in turn have that effect in real life for you. But that's not the video game's fault. You know? Mm. It's all the other circumstances that the video game is, you know, has become the scapegoat. You know? This is why I didn't want to talk too much on this one. Man, this is always a really big topic. I know. Um, Certain things you can protective against like for instance everyone's trying to lobby against well not against trying to lobby for idea of um making the process of getting a gun in america in general a lot more stringent they should like literally just doing a mental health check a health check yeah. that kind of thing it makes sense like no like don't get me wrong i'm a loner but like if someone thinks okay this is a dude who lives alone by himself no family he's one of the, he'll be in one of the kind of demographics putting, putting him in the idea of yeah, he probably shouldn't hold, have a gun. No offense yeah. to owners out there. I am one myself, but you get what I mean. There was a guy who's always going to be like, yeah, um, sad John to get yeah. a gun to a shop or something. And Yeah. But no, it's it's a really difficult topic to talk about because, I, I mean, another reason it's kind of hard for us to talk about, you know, we, you know, we're Scottish, you know, we're, we were in Scotland, we're not in the States, so we... We have a very... We have like secondary knowledge of all things related yeah. to guns. Um, well, like, well, you admittedly, can, there are shittings over here as well, but yeah. we're like very I mean, shocking because, like, what the hell? It's yeah. Scotland. I mean, the last one that we had was what about 10 years ago? Dunblane? A couple of weeks ago. Was the one a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, a guy jumped out of a car and shot a, in the, a driver in the face. Oh, Mary Hill. Uh, no, I was in Mary Hill, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a couple of weeks. Well, actually, wasn't it a couple of weeks ago? Like, uh, it was about two, three weeks ago. I just remembered, but like, see, because it's not up your mass shooting. It was just someone jumped out of a car and no, shot someone. No offense in the face. to anyone involved. You know, it, like I'm thinking mass shootings here, right? Oh, okay, I'll give and you that. Yeah, no, the last one was. Dunblane's the last one that I remember. Yeah. So I mean, I, I've heard of other shootings since. There was a shooting outside my college when I was there. Oh, Jesus. Through Cadonald. Christ, right? Um, it was actually like middle of the day, and it was at the bit where I would normally walk to get either the bus or the train back to Glasgow. Mm. Um, and then there was as the the one at Rob Royce in Asda, mm. someone got shot in the head. Jesus. Um, and it was a kind of gangland thing. Both of them were gangland things, um, but. There was only one mass shooting that I can remember, and that is Dumbledore. Here's another interesting point now, right? In both of those instances, when we've talked about guns over here, guns have been used for explicit purpose of murder. However, there are instances in America of guns just being poorly handled because they're so common that has led to uh, like damage. Yeah. For instance, I think it was recently a woman had... Sorry, uh, a father had left a car... Sorry, left a gun in the car... Uh, Namor was driving the kids around, the wee daughter in the back seat, could hold her in the gun, and shot them all through the shoulder from the back seat, like into the front. And you're like, 
It's just a wee girl playing around with what she a wee toy, and she fires a mummy. Yeah. That's, mean, that's just lax in terms of, oh, guns are ever kill guns, just stick, stick in the back, it's chill. No, it's not chill, it's a fucking killing device. I mean, over here, like, you, you can get guns here. It's not, I'm not going to say it's easy, but... God, it, ain't. it doesn't sound easy, Jesus. But, like, you have to, you know, have a reason to own the gun. Mm-hmm. Like, only two types of people are specifically allowed to own a gun. Mm-hmm. Farmers and hunters, right? Yeah. Uh, so you've got to state why you want the gun, and then you've got to, if you unless you already have the license, apply for a license, get a background check, get sufficient training on how to handle, maintain your gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to have a gun locker built or an armory, mm-hmm. which is locked at all times. Makes sense. So you're not allowed to keep it in the trunk of your car unless you have a gun locker in the back of your car. Yeah. Um, and you, what's happened if your car gets stolen then? Would that mean doubly against you then if you've lost your gun in that as well? Mm, well, generally a gun locker would be in like a a house. Anyway, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, but like, if it can't be in the car and your car gets stolen, but if it's in the car and the car gets stolen, that's then screwed to hell, then, isn't it? Well, most people, the minute their car gets stolen, they would phone you know the police saying my car's been stolen. Oh yeah, but and then they you would probably know. logically add that information in. Well, that makes it. That goes from a oh here, we're, sorry here, but yeah, we'll get on it to a oh Christ, right? We'll get yeah. right on that, you damn idiot. Yeah, um, but no, but like, then you've got to wait for months. Mm-hmm. You know, while they do background checks and make sure everything is is legit and all that, and then you get your gun. I mean, it's it's a long, windy process over here. And that's kind of what they need over there. I suppose the difference, though, is, right, if you think about maybe there's, like, maybe 100 or so people, if that a year over here, would try and get a gun. Mm-hmm. Whereas over there, man, it'd be, like, a good 100,000 trying to get guns all, all the time. The only other group of people that are allowed to own guns are marksmen. Like... Oh, like Olympic type? Yeah, competitive oh. marksmen. Nah, it's pretty cool to watch Olympics. Um, but they generally have... Specially modified guns. Oh, like kind of fake bullet kind of things and like pellets and shit. Yeah. Um. But you can like I know there's a thing called airsoft over here. Oh uh, yeah, I, know I don't know if again. that's over in the states or not. But it's like high powered BB guns. Yeah. And they can actually be modified. Ooh, really? To fire real bullets. Oh fuck! Right. It's illegal. Oh, um, I hope so. And if you get caught with the stuff to, to modify it like that over here, you can get arrested for illegally possession, possessing a firearm. But you can, you can do that. Christ. Anyway, anyway. Yeah, sorry I, about. I would like to come off of this. Topic. Yeah, sorry about a long-winded detour. My bad. Um, and on to our final news topic. Go, go. Final cool. Fantasy Seven, Tomb Raider. Space War and John Madden Football are now have been inducted into the Video Game Hall of Fame. We, Woo! I think, a what, month, two months ago? Yeah, something like that. We covered yeah, cool. the nominations and we said we would come back with what we thought, well, what got inducted. We both said we hoped FF7 and Tomb Raider got inducted mm. and they both were. Um, so... Uh, yeah, congratulations to those games and the teams that worked on them. You guys are in the Hall of Fame. Whoop whoop. Um, just, uh, just to let you know, um, the four games that uh, were 
uh, inducted were from a field of 12 nominations. Uh, John Madden Football and Tomb Raider had both been finalists in 2016 and 2017. Final Fantasy VII was a finalist in 2017. And Space War, uh, this was the first time actually being nominated. Out of nowhere! Um, and were inducted. Um, for next year's Hall of Fame, anyone can nominate a game. The finalists and inductees are chosen from, uh, chosen in, con- in consultation with scholars, historians, writers, and others familiar with video games and their role in history. So not my anything Mario or I am bread. Um, oh God, please not I am bread. So basically, people like me, according to Mark, who are video game historians. Man, your knowledge of Final Fantasy is terrifying in its entirety. Um, and any games that are inducted into the Hall of Fame are placed permanently on display in the Strong's second floor, uh, the Strong Museum in Rochester, New York. Sorry, it's called the what? The Strong Museum. Seriously, it's the Strong Museum. That's so cool. It's in Rochester, New York, and the Strong Museum. I think. See if um, some point we should go over and check it out. Aye. We just hop over, why don't we? Sound. <laughs> just, just, it's just, just hop over to Rochester, New York. We, what we should do. Like, oh, you're gonna see road trip, aren't you? Kind of. Oh, uh, here we go. Right, we go over for two weeks. Right. Oh, fucking hell. Start in Rochester, New York. Yeah. And go see the video game Hall of Fame, and then we make our way down to Los Angeles, spend a week at E3, and then well. You know, we'll go we'll, New York on the Monday, the Tuesday through to the Saturday, right? We'll do an extra two days in LA for E3. And then the second week, Vegas. So basically, in this alternate timeline, we are millionaires with time to spare and money. Yep. Oh, okay, cool. It goes alternate um, reality. Let's jump in that. Um, but yeah, no, I would love to. I'd love to check out E3. I'd love to. Uh, Check out the video game Hall of Fame. That'd be pretty cool. So, how if we go down there? I'd love to go out for like a proper Comic Con then. That'd yeah, San Diego. Oh, damn, if you're gonna go to Comic Con, go proper. But yeah, that's that's what I'd like to do. Um, but yeah, that is us for the news. Um, mentioning E3. Mm-hmm. Um, E3 is. It's coming up. It's not long away. It is. It is a month away now. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything that you're really excited to see at E3 that you know of, or anything that you hope is going to be there? Hmm. Okay, as I've already stated, the Avengers project. I am in desperate, dire need of a fully fledged Avengers RPG type thing. That yeah, would just be amazing. Um, aside from that. I don't know if we'll get it, but I'd love to hear if we're, um, any uh, steps we've taken for the next installment of the Dragon Age series. Yeah. Like, I, I think um, they're obviously working on it, so it's about Dragon Age 4, I believe, yes? Well, last I heard, they were actually working on live elements for Dragon Age Origin, not Origins, Inquisition. Live elements? What? Um, it's red loot boxes. Oh God! Um, no. Knowing, well, knowing E three, it's red loot boxes. Um, no, uh, it's probably more multiplayer stuff. Um, uh, 
See what I mean? I, I go for a story, I leave when it comes to multiplayer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd be well up for anything to do with the next uh, production of uh, Dark... Dark? Shit. Dragon Age series. Um, I'd say Mass Effect, but it'd be a joke. Unless they done... Unless they announced a original trilogy uh, remaster. That'd be pretty cool. I'd so get that for a PS4. That'd be amazing. Um, I think I'm really quite excited for the Square Enix stuff. Obviously, King, Kingdom Hearts three, Dragon Quest eleven. Mm. Mm. Uh, that's quite exciting for me. I'm looking forward to Bethesda stuff because they've got sure. Rage two and Starfield coming. And like Starfield, um, you know, it's a new. Well, from from what we're hearing, well, you're it's hearing. an open world RPG set in space. You know, it's like Fallout in space. That could be really interesting. Because I only or I don't even play that many games in space now. I think about it. Like I think only that, like Dead Space. Obviously, that, that sounds really, really cool to me. So um, I'm quite excited for that. The bonus thing is obviously you're gonna get aliens. Yeah. So that'll be a predominant thing. It's not like mutated bugs and shit. It's just like Zlorp from Planet Overlayer. And Nintendo, they they usually have something really, really good on. Um, <sighs> you're gonna say him his name, aren't you? No, no, no. Say his name. No. Um. Well. The the main things that Nintendo have uh, coming out shortly after that is uh, Smash Bros and nah, Octopath cool. Traveler. So yeah, so you might hear about Octopath Traveler twice at E3, mm-hmm. once from Square Enix and once from Nintendo. Yeah. Um. So the yeah that will be kind of interesting. Uh, I'm hoping to hear some more Star Wars news from E3. Um. Because rumours have been swirling around that they might actually be working on a single-player Star Wars game. Kind of like what um, Visceral were going to do. Alright, okay. Like the kind of adventure-style, like kind of Uncharted-style uh, Star Wars game. So, see, if I was going to go down that road and make it like a Han Solo kind of game. Yeah. Um, well, if um, Soul movie goes well. Yeah. Well, that's what they were talking about. Uh, Visceral were in the works of doing, mm-hmm. and then Visceral got shut down. Ah, right, and yeah. EA said, "We're not, we're we're not focusing on single player games." And ah. then they come out saying, "Oh, we're making the single player Star Wars game." So I'm, you know, kind of want to hear a bit about that. Obviously, oh. Avengers Project. Yeah, and um, also forgot. Uh, if, um, well, I've heard like Rocksteady are meant to be doing a Superman solo game. Yeah, so any. Info, but that'd be amazing. Uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. I'm definitely looking forward to hearing about. That is looking cool. Um, but yeah, that's kind of stuff I'm looking forward to. Um, hopefully, like maybe, maybe not. Might get some FF seven R news. Any real update, and that would be kind. It would be kind of, kind of need an update considering what's been going on. It's getting a bit worrying now. With um, like the desert, like. They're, they don't have a core team in place properly. They don't Seriously? really. Um, oh, they're still looking for level designers and things like that. So you know, and they've also got rid of CyberConnect too, who were uh, outsourced. Who parts of the game are outsourced to? Mm-hmm. So you know, it would be really cool to get them get some more info on what's happening with that. Uh, Bandai Namco have been talking about releasing a new Tales game. Uh, that's their RPG series, Tales, Tales of. 
Like Symphonia and shit? No. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. Symphonia. The, the latest one was Tales of Beresia. Uh, are they related or is it just different games? Uh, they're all... I think they all exist in the same universe, but they're all different games. Ah, uh, okay, cool. Because yeah, um, I've, I've only played Tales of Zillia. Huh. Damn. Uh, on the PS3. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I'm quite excited to hear about some of the, the stuff they've got on. They've got a new Tales game coming. Yeah. Uh, I think it's called Tales of uh, Festivia. These names are getting a bit out of hand, aren't they? Uh, or Tales of Festive or something. I, I don't know. My, my brother mentioned what the name was earlier, but I knew there was a new Tales game in the works. Uh, so hopefully I'll mention that. They've got One Piece World Seekers coming soon. Uh, I really need to catch up on the anime before I can watch uh, um, Or, you know, watch all of the anime. So... You can't really watch all of the anime because the anime's not finished yet. Nah, so it is a case of catch-up. I'm I'm like, I think I stopped watching about episode 200 and there was only 600 episodes at the time and now ah, you're nearly ah. 900 episodes. So um, a long way to go. Nah, I did not realise there's 900 episodes. That's a dedicated anime team. Good yeah. God. Um, so yeah, they've got a new One Piece game coming out soon which should be good. Um... It's also Bandai Namco, they're the guys that make uh, Tekken. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we might get some kind of Tekken stuff, maybe. Mm. Might get maybe surprises with some Tekken 8. Um, Did you know um, Nox was in one of those Tekken games? Noctis is in Tekken 7. Noctis even like Yep. Um, yeah, Noctis is in Tekken 7. Uh, also in Final Fantasy uh, 15 Windows Edition, you get the Half-Life. You get the outfit that Gordon Freeman wears in Half Life. Ah, oh, Jesus! As a attire, that's it's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, no, there's so much stuff that that could happen, might not happen, but it's it's seeming like this might be the best <laughs> E3 we've had in a couple of years. It seems like it could be the best E3 we've had in a few years. Um, there's one thing I'd love to find out, but I don't think it happened just because it's random. I love a Doctor Who game. I'm sorry, I'm a geek. I'm British. Is there a Doctor Who game? That's what I'm saying. I'd love for someone to just randomly come in and say, yes, we're making a fully-fledged Doctor Who game. I think there is actually... I actually think there is a Doctor Who game. I don't think it was that well good, though. Like, a proper, like, console... I think it was on the BBC Micro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or, like, the Commodore 64 or something. I know, it's, like, proper outlier and random, but I'd love a proper Doctor Who game. Like, if I can go into Tartars, explore planets and shit, meet alien races, be shocked as shit. Like, ah! Um, anyway, yeah. But yeah, I outed myself as a Hoovian, but oh well. That is a uh, definitely. I mean, it, yeah, but it's definitely looking to be a great E3 this year, um, regardless of being our any Hoovian joy or not. I'll tell you what: if I can find a team <laughs> who can make games, we will make a Doctor Who game just for you. Oh, be epic! And you know what? We'll even do. We'll let you voice the Doctor. Oh, please don't. You used to be distinguished, not this. <laughs> but what are you? You mean like how you were saying that I sound posh earlier, bro? Your mic voice is posh as shit compared to your actual voice. To be fair, there's a reason for that. Oh, here we go. I use the same voice on the mic as I do as my customer service voice at work. Oh my god! It's true though. It's it's so true. My mic voice is also my customer service voice. The only difference is I occasionally swear in mic voice. Uh, in customer service mode, I don't swear. Uh-huh, he says, right. Yeah, sure. Oh, true. Um, so true. Um, yeah, definitely looking forward to E3. Um, 
Is there anything you're worried about seeing at E3 though? Mario, Sonic, Nintendo to an extent. Just because I'm so bored of them. Um, no, that's the main thing. Hopefully just good vibes from E3. Uh, like my biggest worry, to be fair, is Square Enix. Kingdom Hearts 3 shows you everything, like all the trailers and the screen caps and stuff. Some gives you super cool. hyped for it. And then released it. Cancelled! And just, just like, that would just be like the biggest fuck you to players ever. Um, I don't know, it would be, it, it would just annoy me so much. They, they get you so hyped up for it just to tell you it's cancelled. Because, um, I mean, like, it seems to be, like, we don't know what the release date is yet. But reports are that everything is on target to hit those release dates. Mm-hmm. And me and, my, me and Harry were talking about this earlier today. And... But I turned around to him and went, don't get too excited because, you know, it's the video games industry. Anything can happen at any point. You know, the game could get cancelled out of nowhere. Um, so, don't, you know, don't overhype yourself for it. Mm. And, you know, one of my fears is like, maybe not even Kingdom Hearts, but like Cyberpunk or FF7R or the Avengers Project or, you know, any game that we've got some amount of hype for. Whether it's a game we personally are looking forward to or not, but just any game that's got hype behind it, just they show you a full trailer and then tell you it's cancelled after the trailer, that would bug me to no end. That would ruin me. I don't see the point in that. Who makes a trailer just say, yeah, this is what could have been? To troll people. So it's definitely an E3 thing. Uh, E3, uh, EA thing. It's definitely an EA thing because it's trolling the players. Yeah, spend money on our products. Except you ain't getting them, you bitch. Um, although, when I mentioned Cyberpunk 2077, uh, I don't think CD Projekt Red will have their own thing. I do think that will be mentioned as part of either Microsoft or Sony's presentations. Alright. Because um, while, while I know it's coming out on both systems... I will probably pick one. And... Uh, it'll probably... Because like, while they'll generally mention mostly first-party stuff... Um, or second party stuff I think they, they do occasionally include games that are for all platforms and not developed by them at all, it's just a smaller group but like CD Projekt Red because mm. I think that's like a hundred man team from Poland, you know Jesus. Um, I say a hundred man team hundred person team I'm not being race, uh, sexist it's just <laughs> I'm not being sexist, that's just the, <laughs> the normal term. Um, person, person, there's a word for it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that could be, it's more likely to be part of the uh, bigger presentations, just like uh, a lot of the Deep Silver stuff and uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance mm. was included in Square Enix's one last year. Alright. Um, so yeah. It's 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 looking to be good. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know. I'm like mixed, like hoping it'll be good, but at the same time, you know, ah, I don't know. So any any other banner? Uh, don't put me in a spot then. Don't be that guy. Uh, well, I'll I'll tell you. I was playing um Fortnite. Uh, playing Fortnite. 
Um, and they've got this uh, crossover event going on on the Battle Royale just now. Seen it, yeah. And it's the Infinity Gauntlet. I was playing it in my room and I had the headset plugged into the television because I couldn't plug into the controller because the microphone's broke. My sister stood on the microphone and uh, it doesn't work. So I've got like the the one earpiece headset that comes with the PlayStation. Oh God, right. Plugged into the PlayStation because I was in party chat and I didn't want to have the TV sound on because it was like middle of the night. Mm. So I plugged the mold headset with the two headphones into the side of the telly mm-hmm. and had it up pretty loud and then Thanos like kind of whispered and I shat myself uh, I I mean I actually fucking crapped it uh, okay that's disgusting not 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 <laughs> literally uh, yeah I actually yeah but not literally see what annoys me like, in the metaphorical sense to the point where I could have built a house out of all the bricks I was that scared. But then, see, ever since Ugh. that one experience, totally been fine. But any time he whispers, it was just the first time I wasn't expecting it. You weren't expecting a man to whisper in your ear? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, what um, interests me, but like the important um, defense mechanic into the thing is obviously in the. Um, well, possible spoilers for a movie if you've not seen it. If you have seen it, well, here you go. In the, uh, I've not seen it yet. Seriously? Seriously. Bro. I wanted to see it. I haven't had the chance. I've been skint. You suck as a geek. I was just, Ah! Oh, well, I can't say what I was going to say now because of Jack. Um, never mind, Dan. I'm done. Ah, you suck. You ruined it. You're it's lucky not my fault. Si- you're okay I asked that. I could have just spoiled it. <laughs> Honestly. Although I'm going to go see Deadpool 2 on Tuesday. Ooh, not bad. I'm all excited for that. And then the first time I've got money, as long as it's still in the cinema, I'm going straight to see Infinity War. You need to. Good lord, you need to. Well, I'm working extra hours this week. So it'll be next week. Have you avoided spoilers for Infinity War? I know how to avoid spoilers. Like, literally just be going on Facebook I, and shit? I don't go on Facebook at all, ever. Anyway. I use Facebook for Facebook Messenger, and that is it. You literally sound like Tom Hanks in the castaway. Um, like I've, I've, avoided, I've avoided Twitter, I've avoided Facebook. Um, I have reader view on my laptop when I go on sites like Polygon, Kotaku, Rock Paper Shotgun, and things like that. So that when it gives you the links mm-hmm. to the articles, it only has the title. It uh, doesn't have any pictures or anything. Right. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's not the pictures that screw you over, man. All the fucking like, text and shit. But no, I, I've avoided everything that I can. Um, so I could have the weak banner if you for like, literally an hour just about Infinity War. You pain in the ass. Well, once I've seen Infinity War, we'll do a special podcast just for that. Yeah, because there's so much to banter about from that movie, man. Oh my god, um, all my days. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm still really excited for Deadpool, though. I am very, very excited. Adding the fact, um, taking my little brother to see it because um, he's recently, recently turned sixteen, and he actually looks sixteen, thankfully, so we <laughs> can actually get into it because I was him. Um, Deadpool is fifteen. 
Uh, it's, it's just looking amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for for it. However, like with um, Fox having being bought over by Disney and Marvel always being owned by Disney, it means there's now the option of... Oh, it's not, Leo's not done yet. It's well, highly likely it'll go through, and I'm hoping, hoping to all hell that it goes through, because the universe they make will be beautiful. Yeah, well, you know, you can now have... You would now be able to get the likes of Deadpool, Fantastic Four, and X-Men. Oh, no, 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 no. And Maybe not Deadpool. They've been very hesitant about yeah, adding him in. But if Deadpool goes in... Uh, yeah, if he went in, it'd be amazing. But obviously, you've got Josh Brolin playing both Cable and Thanos. You can easily get around it. One CGI. Yeah, true. I guess. No, I, it's not that. It's just the because it, it's the voice though is the biggest thing though. I need to hear. I think Cable's got a different kind of an accent, doesn't he? Uh, I think so. Whereas obviously when he's uh, Thanos, he's just Brolin. So it's just him. Yeah. But no. I'm, uh, that's the one thing that kind of things. I mean, I mean to be fair, I don't even know if Thanos will survive until after uh, they they bring that in. But mm. although I've predicted um, Avengers four, Squirrel Girl, Squirrel Girl kills Thanos single handedly. If I just like I'll in, walk out. just like in the comics. You know, just point out she doesn't kill him. She beats him, doesn't kill him. Same difference. Anyway, Squirrel Girl wins single-handedly. Just like in the comics. See, what we should also do is, uh, when you finally see it, we can predict who's going to come in and who might play them, because that'd be kind of cool as well. Yeah. Um, I think... This is like so much prep time, but I'd be so happy if, doing it. If they do bring any in, it'll be Fantastic Four first, and it'll be a supporting cast in an ensemble movie. Because Fantastic Four, after the re- reboot upon reboot upon reboot, it's a broken brand, and they need the support. They need to bring them in as a supporting cast, yeah. and then build them up to where they should be at the forefront of of it. Because like Fantastic Four are the first family of Marvel, mm-hmm. as they're known. You know they're. Wait, tell me, how strong is your comic book knowledge? Is that that's not comic books, is it? Okay, you're that, is a book, that is a box of about 200 comics. That your comic knowledge isn't English strong enough, I was gonna. And I've read all of them. Damn. I was gonna mention something, but if you, now you, I hope, was hope you wouldn't know. Damn it. No, um, no, I, there's still loads of stuff that I don't know. It's just. There's this, the term Secret Wars mean anything to you? I love the Secret Wars. Ah! Uh, Basically, some. I'm thinking that's what's gonna be happening after Avengers 4. Well, basically, an idea, the idea of kind of going around is um, the Secret Wars could occur, which would then, well, which then you could bring in, yeah, the four as yeah. like not experts, but yeah, obviously they're relevant to the idea. Yeah, um, that's when I would be bringing in Fantastic Four, Secret Wars. I mean, because you've um, already got Lecree in the yeah. main line, so you is Nebula. This is what intrigues me because even my little, little bro can't decide, right? So you get Lecree as in just a uh, uh, accuser. Yep. Running the accuser. Running the accuser. Yeah. Right. What is Yondu? Yondu's a ravager. No, that's, that's not a race, is it? No. Uh, he's well. He's one of the ravagers. I don't know what Yondu is. Um. Because obviously he's blue, so you're just gonna assume. Yeah. Because what well, Lecree are blue. Yeah, generally, yeah. And what's Nebula? Because that's her actual... Obviously, she's more robot, but... 
She is technically blue as well. Uh, possibly. Uh, it's not something. You it's not something. It. It's not something that's ever been mentioned. I know it's so annoying to me because, like, as far as I remember, but it's not something I've actually ever checked either. Because, like, um, obviously you get the two main warring races are the Kree and the uh, Skrull. Yep. Uh, obviously the Skrull are obviously well wrapped up in the final. What's final? My God, I was going to say Final Fantasy. Fuck you. Uh, Fantastic Four mythos, which yeah. is why everyone's like, we'll kind of leave them a bit. Whereas Kree kind of like snuck in here and there. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a bethy. But yeah, if you get, if you get that much a Kree kind of blended through, may as well just yeah. bring the skull in a big way. Yeah. Um, it's not It's not something I know off the top of my head. It's something I would have to double check. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm not going to lie. I'm going slightly space racers and like, Kree are blue, Yonder's blue, Nebula's blue, yeah. Ronan is blue, but he's also Kree, so I'm like, well... I don't know, I'm not going to lie, I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, is that, is that us for uh, podcast? Yeah, a slight offshoot of Marvelness, which will be uh, next week's topic, maybe. If we have a little, well, because you'll have seen the movie by then. Once I've seen the movie, we'll, we'll discuss it. it. We'll discuss it. Um... But yeah, well, that seems to be us at Gaming Ken. Uh, our next official episode will be in two weeks' time, as usual. Mm-hmm. And we will be discussing licensed music within games. All right. And covering the the news of... Two weeks' like, time. The, of, of the Fortnite by that time. Uh, so, thank you for listening, and thank you to Mark for returning. You're welcome. And as always, there's always room for you here at Gaming Ken. If you want to be our friend, stay safe out there.